solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of Locked On Texans, a Friday edition of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talk and news podcast. I am John Summer Sports Guy Hickman. want to let you guys know about Locked On Fantasy Football. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Locked On Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Locked On Fantasy Football on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't do this show by myself. Do not want to do this show by myself. I'm joined by the man in the mirror, my boy, Cody Davis. What's up, man? Nothing much, man. Glad to be back to close out another week of Locked On Texans. And on this Friday installment of Locked On Texans, John and I are going to revisit the schedule, especially after our conversation that we had with Aaron Wilson going to go back revisit the schedule and see and point out if there are any swing games that can possibly go in the Texans favor but first we got to start with the biggest news surrounding not just the Houston Texans but the NFL in general with the NFL on yesterday releasing a memo to all 32 teams by stating that if unvaccinated players create a COVID outbreak on their team and that team is unable to play their scheduled game the league will force that team to forfeit which will have playoff implications as well and hey listen you know not to cut you off deandre hopkins mm. dj reader two former texan players along with cole beasley who's been going on a an entire off-season tour of being an anti-vaxxer the rest of a lot of nfl players are you know they're upset about it, but I wanted to point out that our two beloved former Texan players, DeAndre Hopkins and DJ Reader, are totally against this NFL rule. Yeah, De- DeAndre Hopkins also said that, you know, this is actually making him question his future in the NFL, which I think that's going a little bit too far, but that's just my opinion. And in addition to forfeiting games, the NFL said the team that caused the COVID outbreak will have to pay a fine because it is now considered to be conduct detrimental to the league and the number of unvaccinated players at that time will lose their game checks. John, how do you feel about this news? Harris County has has had 409,000 cases of COVID. That number has risen 200% in the last two weeks. And Harris County also has accounted for nearly 7,000 deaths caused by uh, COVID. So here's the thing. The NFL has to protect this product. The product is the team. We saw this last year, right? They only allowed, was it 22,000 fans to go into stadiums here specifically in Houston uh, and during that process. I got to tell you, that was probably the cleanest I have ever seen a stadium or the cleanest I have ever seen any stadium worker, employee. And I'm speaking about the NRG. The NFL going to do what it got to do to protect this stuff, man. Like, this is the league that never loses. I, I I don't know how many times I've seen the NFL take a L, but to the players, you know, I, here, here's why I'm at with it. You know, 
is the NFL infringing on players' rights as humans? Yes, they are. But I, I'm looking at like once you sign a contract, you kind of got to abide by those rules. And if you don't want to abide by those rules, or if you put yourself or your team in jeopardy by not abiding by those rules, then you got to take the consequences. And, and what did you say? The team will get fined. The player will lose a game check. Mm-hmm. And, and this could all at the end of the year in the first 17 game season affect your, either your playoff standing, your, your, your playoff race, however you want to uh, frame it. So the league is going to do what it has to do, man. And players have to pr- prepare themselves to eventually at some point take an L. It is what it is. Now, I'm not even looking at the players anymore. Like we talked about last week, the uh, Texans allowing season ticket holders to go to training camp. I'm not sure that's smart anymore. Like, you want the media there? Yes, get the media there. It's easier to control a small group of people going through certain protocols than it is an entire large group of people that you're trying to keep on your side. So they may not have the same mindset of let me abide by what this franchise wants. They may just say, you guys, you call me. You want me here. I don't don't necessarily have to be here. So the media still should be there. But, you know, I don't think fans should be there anymore with these cases rising like it is in the city of Houston. And on top of that, uh, the Saints have already done it. I've seen a, a couple of other teams, no joint practices this year as well. Because I believe that the NFL needs a preseason. And the I don't Texans, want th- I'm sorry to cut you off, but the Texans have now joined that list of no joint practices. Awesome. awesome. As they should. And I'm going to tell you why. I gave you that number at the beginning to tell you how bad it is in Harris County alone. Harris County, and I, and I work for Harris County. Harris County is now in the orange, close to the red in cases again. The NRG Stadium is located in the middle of Harris County. They got to be smart. The McNairs have to be smart. The NFL has to be smart. Most of their teams are in major cities. Smart move by the league. And uh, I hate to be the person to repeat this, but players be prepared. And if if you're an anti-vaxxer, if you're – faking considering retirement because we know that's not going to happen then be prepared for the consequences and what follows afterwards i do want to throw this out there as well according to league sources 75 percent of its players are vaccinated as of right now or at least has had their first dose of the vaccine and at least 80 percent of the teams are in good standings and vaccinations Did you know Bill Bar has nine delicious flavors, plus the occasional limited time flavor? When you talk to a Bill Bar fan like myself, we're passionate about our faves. If you don't know about the Bill Bar flavors, you're missing out on flavors like raspberry, peanut butter, brownie, and salted caramel. There's something for everyone. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams net carb. Not only Bill Bar flavors are the best tasting, but they're the healthiest as well. Go to BillBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. 
Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at billboard.com. Continuing the conversation that we started yesterday, looking at the Houston Texans schedule. Now, Aaron Wilson had that amazing interview with Cody. Uh, if you missed that, check out Thursday's episode of Locked on Texans. But Aaron Wilson said that he does not believe this team will be as bad as maybe the fans or media members like PFF. By the way, Pro football focus have taken it personal with disrespecting the Houston Texans. That's not just them. That's with everybody. Everybody, everybody has, really. but it seems like every new list is coming from PFF, and they are dogging Houston. But to Aaron Wilson's point, he doesn't believe that this team will be as bad as most people think they would. Got me thinking. Let's take a look at some of these games before training camp, before preseason, because I believe all of these will change. We know our current team situation uh, to a certain extent. We know that we should expect Tyrod Taylor bearing any injury to be the starting quarterback. Right now, we should expect Laramie Tunsil to be the, our starting left tackle. We know Titus Howard will be either the right guard or right tackle. Uh, Brandon Cooks will be wide receiver one. But we don't know how the running back situation is going to work out. We don't know how the rest of the interior line is going to work out offensively. And how is Houston going to utilize the influx of linebackers that they brought in during the offseason? So that's what we don't know, which is what we're getting prepared for once training camp starts next Wednesday, Cody. But if we look at this team and what we know now, take a look at this this schedule that starts September 12th against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Are there any games that could possibly – be swung in the favor for Houston, given what we know now, or better yet, any games that we're looking forward to because the other team may not be as good as most people may think. Most definitely. And just to refresh everyone's memory out there, especially for you listeners, when the NFL releases schedule for the 2021 season, I actually have the Houston Texans finishing the year with a 5-12 and record. But I do believe there is a possibility that the Texans could go 6-11 and based off of two games that I'm looking at as swing games for this organization. One is the Week 6 matchup against the Indianapolis Colts, and two, the Week 6 16 matchup against the Los Angeles Chargers. And first and foremost, starting off with the Los Angeles Chargers, I am not too high on this team going into the season. Do I expect them to end the 2021 season with a better record than the Houston Texans? Yes, I do. But I do not think they are going to be a playoff caliber team. I do not think they are ready to take that next step, even with Justin Herbert under center for that team. And yes, I get it. I understand it. They're going into the season with Justin Herbert, who is coming off a phenomenal rookie season. A guy who just threw for 31 touchdowns, setting a new NFL record for the most touchdowns set by a rookie quarterback. But the sophomore slump for a quarterback is real in this league. And I think that is going to be, I'm not going to say a downfall, but I would not be surprised if Justin Herbert is not as good as he was during his rookie season. Some people have the Los Angeles Chargers being up there with the Kansas City Chiefs, the Baltimore Ravens as being some of the top tier team in this AFC conference. I don't think they're going to be that good. And plus, some people think that Justin Herbert is going to be an MVP caliber player. I don't even think that is going to happen. I would not be surprised if throughout the 2021 season, 
the Chargers are hovering around 500. And if that is the case, I could see the Texans actually squeezing out a game week 16 against the Chargers at home, by the way. That is a game that is going to take place inside NRG Stadium. Now, the other swing game that I do have heading into the 2021 season is the Indianapolis Colts. And yes, I understand that this is a team that is coming off an 11-5 season. It went to the playoffs, but that was with Phillip Rivers under center. At this stage in his career, I do believe when healthy, Carson Wentz is the better player than what Phillip Rivers was last year. But the key word in that statement is when healthy. Carson Wentz's career has taken just a little bit of a decline due to injury, and I'm not too sure that he will be available for both games against the Houston Texans. I would not be surprised to see him unavailable for one of those games. And if the Texans go into that game with Sam Ellinger, who is going to be their backup quarterback behind Wentz, that is a winnable game for the Texans. Plus, I also want to point out with the addition of Desmond King, with the addition of Terrence Mitchell, and also with a better version or what I feel is going to be a better version in Lonnie Johnson Jr. and Justin Reed, the secondary is going to be a lot better. In, well, I don't want to say a lot better, but the secondary is going to be an improvement versus what they was working with last year. So I don't think... T.Y. Hilton will have a game where he is out there recording over 100 yards and receiving. And I wanted to point that out because remember last year when the Texans lost that 26-20 game against the Indianapolis Colts, Hilton lit up the Texans for 110 yards on eight catches. You know, if there's any game that I believe can swing in Houston's favor, I would go with that Panther game, man. Uh, the Panthers are in a situation where, you know, right now, they're, you know, one of four teams that is still interested in trading for Deshaun Watson. And so let's say that doesn't happen. They're going to stick it out with Sam uh, Sam Darnold. God forbid something happens. Their backup, I believe, is P.J. Walker, the uh, XFL GOAT. But I think Houston can win that game, man. And, and, and I don't know how Christian McCaffrey is going to come off of that injury. I do believe that they have some good weapons around Sam Darnold. I think that Sam Darnold will prove to be better than what he was in New York, given that uh, he had a terrible situation at, uh, at not quarterback, but at offensive coordinator and head coach. I think he's better than what we've seen the last couple of years. Uh, however, with that being said, I think Houston can steal that game based off the information we know right now. I'm also throwing this out there as well. Houston can steal one of those indie games. What we've seen on a Carson Wentz the last couple of years with his injury history uh, and what has been his, his supporting cast or lack thereof, that could have done a lot to his, his mental. Well, I know that he's in a better position. So I'm very intrigued to see what type of Carson Wentz we're going to get. And I just said this entire division just got better. But I still think Houston can win one of those coast games. Actually, I believe they can win the first one against them. But Houston does have a couple of swing games where if the product is put on that field, is well put together, which is why we cannot wait until this training camp because right now everything is all speculation. But they put the right product out on, on the field and it's coached well. Nick Casario will have his hands in that process as well, being that, you know, that's something that he did in New England. Partner with that team when it came to scouting, when it came to putting players on the field. Houston may be able to steal that. So for me, the ceiling for Houston is three games won, 
five games won. I, I don't see them winning more than five games, but I definitely think they can get to three games won this year. I think they'll be competitive in most of those games. Uh, with their mindset that I believe this team will have, that I'm speculating this team will have before training camp and before preseason rolls around in a couple of weeks. Wow. But they, they'll be competitive. They just won't win a lot of games. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, is Texas and Oklahoma headed for the SEC? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Really quick, let me answer that question. As a lifelong Texas fan, Texas needs to worry about winning the Big 12 for the first time in over a decade. Texas needs to worry about putting a, a good defensive product on the field and winning their big games. That's what Texas needs to worry about. They don't need to worry about going to the SEC right now. It's not for them. So in the midst of us recording this show, actually Thursday evening for Friday morning, Josina Anderson tweeted, and it has something to do with the Texans. More specifically, it has something to do with Deshaun Watson. And I quote from her Twitter page, as far as the Deshaun Watson case, my understanding based on conversations today is that the league is still in fact finding and monitor mode. An NFL source also made a point that in previous prominent cases involving players put on the exempt list and or that were subject to the conduct policy, league action was accelerated around those seeking to remain with their current team. Giving there's league sentiment that Deshaun Watson's situation with the Texans is different in that regard, the sense is that there isn't a need to do anything too early as of now, per source. Cody, to me, that sounds like the floodgates may open for Houston in this trade soon. And, and, the, and the fact remains is we have never seen somewhat of a case like this where normally he would be on exempt list, but every player that's going on exempt list, whether it's you know, Antonio Brown, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, to name a few, they're trying to stay where they are. When A.B. went on an exempt list, he still wanted to return to play with Tom Brady in New England that year. When Zeke did it, and he served his six games, I believe he was in the midst of that rookie contract before he signed his massive contract extension. For Deshaun Watson, he wants to move on. And, I, and when I read something like, there isn't a need to do anything too early as of now, they're in fact-finding mode. Yeah, Deshaun can be moved soon, man. If they if 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 it really plays out like how it can, Deshaun can be moved before week one of the NFL season. Uh, simply because the discussion that we've had, a lot of information hasn't came out uh, in, in in the recent months. He has not been suspended or put on any exempt list. He can still technically walk into work and say, hey, I'm, I'm back off my sabbatical. <laughs> you know, I feel like playing ball now. And nothing would change. Texans would gladly welcome him back if he wanted to play ball. We know Cully would. We know Casario would. We don't want to move on from a talent like that. But he's still up for grabs right now. 
And hearing that is very not alarming because I think Houston and Deshaun needs to go ahead and part ways. I wish they would have done it a long time ago. So this could be somebody else's problem or issue to worry about. Uh, the legality standpoint of it as well, looking at his contract situation, the whole nine, that can be another team's problem. But when you read that Deshaun Watson situation with the Texans is different, the sense is there isn't a need to do anything too early. That's a, that's an eyebrow raiser right there to me. I'm still not convinced that this means Deshaun Watson will be moved at the start of the season. This is just one of those situations we're just going to have to wait and see. Because unlike Antonio Brown, unlike Zeke Elliott, they did not have 22 cases of whatever they had going on stacked up against them. I, I would say that. So to me, it's not until we get a definite answer from a the league on whether or not they're going to put Deshaun Watson on the commissioner exempt list. Um, and, and, and this is the tricky part about this because it's kind of hard to put him on that list because nobody really knows if they're are factual evidence to do so. Then on the flip side of things, you still got to take a look at it from the Houston Texans standpoint of if they move on from him, John, to your point, before week one of the regular season, there is a possibility that the Texans will not get the package that Deshaun Watson is worth. You know, how, let me say this, man. Because, because there's just for, too much for, because for some of these cases are still being investigated by the Houston Police Department, which means there is still the possibility that the civil case can become a criminal case. Then you're dealing with Absolutely. a whole type of different monster right there. Absolutely. And, and the me, last thing, wait, 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 wait. And the last thing we heard from both of these lawyers, they are nowhere near close on a settlement. Don't plan to as well. Don't plan to as well. And Deshaun wants to. to fight for his, for his namesake, and he should, if he's he's innocent but to me every time i hear something about an update on deshaun to me at least it's always a little bit of nothing because nobody truly knows you can't you can't even compare this to other situation even if you want to take it as far back as the adrian peterson situation like it wasn't 22. no and let, let me say this before week one Teams would figure out whether or not they have inside sources. Teams know. Teams know when certain things are going down or not. But when you look at teams like Miami, Philly, the Panthers who are still in, in, in interested in Deshaun Watson, and the Denver Broncos, okay? I look at this. Aaron Rodgers just turned down a two-year contract extension, which, which would have made him the highest-paid player uh, per year in the league. He turned that down. I don't think he wants to be there. So it'll behoove the Packers to move on from him while, they can, while, while the iron is still hot. But it's One easier teams, to move on from Aaron Rodgers. He don't have 22 cases stacked no, against no, him. And, and You know, you're, you're absolutely right. The point I'm making is one of those four teams will call the Packers and get it on, on that sweet states. So that'll knock out one of those teams at some point. After that, I'm looking directly at Philly. I'm looking directly at Miami. Uh, and Miami would be one of those teams that can give the Packers a lot back. But Philly and Miami, those two teams where you feel like you're a quarterback away, they may fall under the pressure. Miami hasn't been relevant in years. They had the wild card season where they won the AFC East. 
Uh, and then they had another good season under Tannehill. I think they went 9-7 to 10-6, something along those lines. But they haven't really been relevant. If you feel like Deshaun is that guy and you fall pressure to get to that next level, they may put themselves in a position where, okay, let's make the move. But I will say this. There is a strong possibility that number four doesn't play at all for any team this season. And to your point, Houston can wait. Houston can have their red shirt season with their new head coach, new general manager, figure more things out about this team, get their picks. They're going to finally get back after a couple of years and not having first-round draft picks due to the mess Bill O'Brien calls. And then, boom, we can move on from Deshaun and add to what we already want. That's a strong possibility, and it may be the smartest possibility. But teams may start giving Houston more calls, especially after next week, because the 21st, the 28th is the first week of of, uh, training camp. August 14th is the first preseason game. By that time, teams are going to figure out whether or not this guy that they have on the roster can take them over the hump or not. I'm John, some sports guy Hickman. Follow us on Twitter at Locked On Texans and follow like us on Facebook as well. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. And as always, I'm your host, Cody Davis. Please remember to follow me on Twitter at Cody Davis underscore 24. Once again, that's Cody, C-O-T-Y, D-A-V-I-S underscore 24. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, peace. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.